Hey guys, this is Mark Owings, and I'm your host for the Unbridled Life Podcast, where we have real, raw, and unreligious conversation to encourage and challenge men and women in their daily lives. Well, thanks for joining us at the Unbridled Life Podcast. It's been fun. It's been an adventure. It's been raw. It's been real. It's been authentic, off the charts, just different guests and different people. And today I want to talk to you about a topic. It's just me talking to you about hearing the voice of the Lord. It's probably one of the number one things that in dealing with people that people ask all the time. There's several. They want to know their purpose. They want to know the destiny. And they want to know how to recognize the voice of God. And I want to just share another portion of my story and talk about the topic of prophecy, what Scripture says about it, and the importance of it. And so we're just going to dive in today, and I want to talk to you about how to hear the voice of the Lord. And there's a lot of ways. Number one, the Word of God is the number one source to go to. It's the scales that weigh uh, what we hear, how we think, and, and can level out some of the ways that we process what we think we hear. And we can also get to know the nature and character as you become to understand and know the nature and character of God, you start to understand how he thinks, what he feels, what he values, and God does have a nature and character. Throughout Scripture, God is the God of love. The book of John says God is love. So you've got to get your lenses corrected. You've got to get your hearing aids adjusted to be able to hear a frequency or a vibration that comes from heaven and tune out all the things that have been been done to you or you've gone through that filters out what God may be saying to you. So you can hear through the Word of God. You can hear through nature. You can hear through the, the created things that God made. As I sit out in the woods, I love being out in the woods, watching animals, birds, things. I can see the creativity of God. God is a very creative God. Just look at the bouquet of flowers. Look at the bouquet of people and the colors and tints that God arranged and designed from the beginning. So God is a very creative God. So you can hear through nature. You can hear through people. You can hear through the body of Christ. You can hear through the church. And you can hear through what people talk about prophecy. Paul talks about prophecy a lot. And as a matter of fact, he encouraged us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he talks about a follow the way of love. See that nature and character of God coming out again as we begin to listen and hear and receive for ourselves. Follow the way of love because that's God's path. That's the way God talks. That's the frequency in which God will speak to you. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. For anyone who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. Indeed, no one understands him, and he utters mysteries with his spirit. So it's a totally different gift. But I want to talk about prophecy because it was such a big part of my life. So I'm just going to start in a portion of my life. It's been a long time since I've got up in front of a people, and I just recently went to a church out in Florida and got to share the beginning of my story, how God found me. I am a founder of Elevate Him Ministry. I always giggle and laugh about that because... I'm part of the foundation. I didn't found anything. He found me. God's word says he, he's the one who pursues this. No one can be found except through the love and the drawing of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. But I was young. I was on drugs. I was messed up. I was goofed up. 
I grew up in a very uncovered family. And so my dad designed and built strip joints. He built a lot of different places. And my dad was a very intelligent guy. But I learned really young that smart people do stupid things. My dad worshiped knowledge. And so I would tell you this, he read all kinds of books and even read the Bible, but I don't ever think that he allowed the Bible to read him. If you're going to read God's word, part of that is you reading it and allowing it to read you. And then when you allow it to read you, it begins to speak life. It's it's a double-edged sword. There's life in it. And the first time that I was invited by my cousin, I wasn't saved yet. I went to work for my cousin Jeff at his car lot, and he was pretty smart. He took a pamphlet of the book of Isaiah, why he chose that book. In the Old Testament, I'll never know. And then he took the pamphlet of John and put it in my desk. So he would leave, and I would begin to read that book. And as I read that book, it didn't take me very long. I said out loud to myself, this book feels like it's alive. This book feels like it's breathing and talking but I was adjusting the tuner inside of me, trying to get to the frequency of what I was hearing. It was very staticky, not because of God, but because of me and what I was involved in. So my cousin let me off every Wednesday and said, if you ever want to come to church service, you can, you can come. So one day I, I had at least a six, I think it was probably a 12 pack. I showed up at church and I remember sitting in that church service And the first thing I noticed is I had a good buzz going in, and in about 15 minutes, that buzz went away immediately. Something arrested my atmosphere, or I walked into an atmosphere that arrested what was going on with me, and it scared me the first time. I got out of there as quick as I could, went and got me another 12-pack, sat in a park, and began to just drink that and ponder what just happened to me, because a buzz doesn't leave like that. And I knew that, and I knew I'd encountered something, but I did not know its name. I did not understand it, and I did not know its nature. And I certainly wasn't tuned into the frequency of love. The next time I show back up at church, my cousin had taught me a prayer that just ask him to clean your cup on the inside, and he'll work on the outside later. And so I began to just say, listen, if you really are who you said you are, you seem like you've done a really good job with my cousin. But if you're there, I, I'm going to show up at church and, and just see what you can do with me. And I came into a church service on the east side of Fort, Fort Worth at Bethel Temple and was sitting there. And an in, incredible encounter begins to take place. As I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this guy that is speaking, and I judged him. I looked at him. He, he, he was in a suit, and he kind of had longer hair, a couple of gold rings on. And I was like, oh, God. Be honest with you, I was just, I didn't want to tune in, but I was captivated by his testimony and particularly him talking about his dad on a tractor. His dad was a farmer. He had gotten away. He was a PK kid, which is a preacher's kid, and he was out playing in bars and doing all kinds of stuff. And he was talking about his dad praying and contending for him in prayer. And this man was on a tractor and he would hear voices of your son's going to die out there. And when he heard that, he would pray, no, I've been praying for my boy since he was a little boy. There's words that were giving, prophetic words that were given about his destiny and his purpose. And he is not going to go that way. God is going to redeem this. I don't know how, but God's going to do it. He got to the end of the story, stopped, and and like he lost his place, I kind of felt sorry for him. I thought, oh, man, 
This cat just lost his place and he doesn't know where he's at. And these words are uttered out of his mouth. I didn't even understand him at the time. He said, guys, I just heard the voice of the Lord. I remember looking around the room wondering, I didn't hear it. Did anyone else hear it? And is he talking about audible? And he said, listen, God just spoke to me and there is about to be an altar call for one. I didn't know what an altar was and I didn't know what a call was, but I'm about to find out. And he begins to tell me, because my dad loved me, but my dad did not like me. I think I had a gift inside of me, and I pushed back on my father, which caused a lot of aggravation for him. He tried to intellectually reason with me, but I was more attuned to EQ, emotional intelligence, than I was IQ. So we just kept missing each other, and dad didn't like me. He loved me. He wasn't being a bad dad. I, I was hard for him to raise and so I was convinced by this age, my dad loved me, but he didn't like me. And the next things come out of this man's life. He said, this is an altar call for one. God wants to call a young man who's been hooked on drugs and hooked on alcohol. And God is calling you today. And here's how you'll know it's you. He not only loves you, he likes you. He's going to begin to clean the inside of you and work on the outside of you. And if you'll come to his table, he'll never reject you. He wants to be the father that you've always wanted. Before I knew it, I was standing up, making my way down to the altar. I would love to tell you that I got knocked down by the presence of God or I saw angels. None of that took place. But as I knelt before the man who was the evangelist who was speaking to me, he prayed a prayer over me. I closed my eyes and I, and I said the prayer, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life, to be my father, to sit at your table and I want for forgiveness. And all I can tell you is it felt like for the first time I had a conscience. I was always a good guy. I had a good heart, but this was different. This thing moved inside of me. And I remember going to that same park and sitting with a, uh, a young girl and we were talking. She said, Mark, what is different about you? I said, I think I just gave my life to Jesus Christ. And she was a Catholic, really sweet. And she said, well, I love God too. He, and so I, I was like, D but do you hear him? Do you feel him? And that, that conversation went south quick. She began to tell me about the process of the Catholic, which I did not understand at all. I went home to the house I was living on and in and announced that I was following Jesus and these people were not Christians at all. So they didn't get it. And so I end up moving in with my aunt and start following this thing and I start hearing the voice of the God and the first thing I begin to hear from him is I love you and I've forgiven you I love you and I forgive you I'd wake up in the morning and it, just this like inner voice would say to me I love you I like you and I've forgiven you and I I just started ferociously devouring the word of God in three months I'd read from the book of Genesis to Revelation and started over again. I could not get enough of it. And when I would read the word, the word would come off the pages for me. And I remember reading about prophecy and I thought, oh my God, that's what happened. That guy got a word from the Lord. And what he was talking about is he was delivering a message. Many times prophetic is just delivering a message to somebody so that they can hear God's love. And I'd received it that day sitting there at that altar as he prayed over me. But I also was reading the word of God and understanding what he was saying to me. 
and reading things like, I have a plan to prosper you, a future and a hope. I don't want to harm you. I want to help you. But you have your part. You're going to have to seek me with all of your heart. Mm. I was just blown away by the tenacity of God. God is tenacious. God is fierce. He's like a lion of love. He just keeps coming. And that love was transforming the way I thought. So I was delivered from drugs. I was delivered from alcohol. I started to grow. But I also had, and I've talked about in the podcast before, I also had a real lust that was living inside of me. Women, you can go back and listen to the interview of Leslie and I on that podcast. But I was I was like, God, how are you ever going to use me? Because this is still inside of me or on me, and I didn't know what to do. And my dad and I tried building relationship back with my dad because I'd done a lot wrong and hurt my dad and hurt my mom and was just a wild child. I didn't ask for permission. I just, I rolled. I didn't think I was going to live past 21. And, but God had a different plan and purpose. So God's salvation came to me through a prophetic word. The second encounter that I have with God happens with a prophetic word again. There's no way this lady who's about to deliver the message she delivers to me could have ever known any of the information. At that time, I was attending Assembly of God. They taught me the word, and I read about prayer, how you should go into your prayer closet and pray so that no one could see you. So at this time, I'm actually leading a little ministry house, and I'm, and I'm a janitor at the church, and I'm happier than I've ever been. I'm full of joy, not making much money at all, but I'm, I'm getting to spend time with this God I never knew. And the God I never knew turned out to be the father I always wanted. And I, I just started waiting on him and seeking him. I want to hear you direct my life. And so through this time and reading the word, I, a desire to want to preach the word of God was in me. Now, I couldn't do it. I'd stand up in front of people. People would try to. I was funny. I was the life of the party. But you get me up in front of a crowd, my emotions would just hit me. I couldn't talk, just squeak noises out of my voice and just cry. And I could not speak, though I wanted to. And I finally got the courage to call my dad. I hadn't talked to him probably in a year. And I just called my dad and said, Dad, do you remember kneeling down at my bed when I was 16 or 17 years old and saying you'd do anything for me to get off drugs? And he said, yeah, I did. I said, Dad, you, as you know, I don't do drugs and I don't do alcohol. And he said, well, it's probably just a phase you're going through, son. And I said, well, Dad, I've been at this a year now, and I, I think this phase is going to last. And I wanted to call you and let you be the first person to know, Dad, I feel like I'm called to be a preacher, and I feel like I found my purpose and plan for my life, and God showed it to me. My dad absolutely manifested. He did not like the church because of the injury that he had growing up. He asked his father where God came from. My, my granddad was a great man, an incredible athlete, grew up in Longview, but he was a machinist, and he didn't think in those terms, and he turned around and slapped my dad in the back of a car when he was five years old and said, there's some questions you don't ask. You're too smart for your own good. Well, my dad calculated from that conversation you can't even answer the question of where he came from why would i ever want to follow something that i don't know its origin and so my dad did not like the organized church he did not like religion he felt like the bible was the most dangerous thing on the planet and i agree with him now 
but for different reasons. It's the most dangerous thing on the on the planet because it is the word of an act of word of God that speaks to people and transforms them. But people had misused that, and Dad had seen that, and Dad wanted no part of it. So when Dad just started yelling, cussing, and hung up the phone. Well, I scurried over to a service that we were having that Sunday evening and sat in the back of the church kind of down. And what was going through my mind is I just had my hands in my face as a lady was singing on the platform. I told the Lord this, God, I need to go repair this relationship with my father. I need to go undo some of the damage that I've done and and own some of the stuff and humble myself before him and try to repair this relationship. About that time, I noticed that it was quiet and a lady was talking. And as I looked through the fingers of my hands, I saw her feet standing right by me. And it was a lady by the name of Nancy Harmon. And she said, son, I'm talking to you. And I remember being shocked. There's probably 1,500 people in the church. Balconies are full. A lot of people. Everyone's looking at me and I'm a little shocked. I am now on a platform of of everyone's attention and I did not like that and she asked me this question seven times do you know what it is to be called a son of God and I just listened and I didn't know what to think and then she asked me seven times do you know that God loves you then she began into a prophetic word that said this she said Yes, God has called you in the wee hours of the night. You have been in your prayer closet asking about the call of God on your life. And yes, God has called you to preach the gospel. Well, I was blown away by that, but I was more blown away by what she said next. She said, and by the way, you do not have to worry about your earthly father anymore. Father God in heaven has adopted you as his son. And I was blown away. I knew right then that no one could have known that I was in my prayer closet. No one could have known the prayers that I was asking. No one could have known the call that I was hoping that I was hearing right. And she confirmed through this prophetic word of encouragement and direction that God had called you is going to be with you. And I was blown away and I knew that I would called into the ministry. So, so far my encounter, I came to Christ on a prophetic word. Now I was called to the ministry on the prophetic word. And ministry doesn't just mean the church. It can be a business. It can be a mom. It can be a lot of different things. It simply means dedicating and being set apart for a specific purpose. And I knew that my purpose was going to be preaching the gospel, but I had two problems. I couldn't speak in front of people. And I had a big lust issue. And as I read the word and kept going to prayer meetings and kept seeking God, I was confused how you would use broken people. Why wouldn't you go get the best people? And as I would read about the disciples, I began to see there was something about the nature and character of God when he spoke to people. He didn't go after the people that would glorify themselves. He went after the broken that he could get maximum glory for his love showed and displayed in the transformation of their life. And I was starting to understand this was a God that didn't care about pedigree because he would have never talked to me. He was a God that spoke to a woman caught in the act of adultery and everyone wants to stone her. And Jesus delivers these beautiful words to them. He who is without sin cast the first stone. The Bible says that 
the old men dropped their stones first and then the younger ones and everyone went away. And this was Jesus's words to you, to this sweet woman. I don't judge you. Where are your accusers? She looked around and there were no more. He said, neither do I accuse you. Now go and sin no more. Let me tell you what I believe he was saying to her is whatever the root was that got you into this mess and made you start believing and acting the way you did, stop believing that lie. You are valuable. You are my daughter, and I believe in you. The Bible doesn't tell us about the story of that woman, but I believe that she goes on into a transformed life and begins to share and spread the love of God because she had encountered the presence of Jesus and heard the words of life coming from Jesus himself. Jesus spoke directly to this woman and broke all kinds of barriers in doing it. So I'm starting to understand that God's going to speak to me, but I'm, I'm questioning, but what about this problem that I have in my life? Well, this problem is, is manifesting and but I, I don't know what to do about it. And by this time, I'm now working for a ministry, an international ministry, and I'm, I'm loving people. I'm sharing my testimony one-on-one. I'm growing in the Lord. I'm loving people. I'm getting to go to the mission field all over Africa, Central and South America, China. Uh, I am seeing the world, and the lenses of being an American are starting to fall off of me, and I'm starting to see through the lens of love of Jesus Christ. I'm starting to see the unbridled message of Jesus. I'm starting to see the unbridled love of God and how he can speak to men and women through this gift called prophecy that Paul tells us, if you're going to seek any gift, seek that gift, because no one that you meet is going to say they're up to hearing encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. And I'm about to have my third encounter with prophecy. And by the way, I have hundreds of prophetic stories that changed my life but i i meet a man at a staff revival i had walked into a situation that i felt like i had failed completely because the thoughts that were in me and the enemy took the word of god and and turned it against me and sometimes that's what the enemy will do or men can do or women can do we take the word of god and we beat people up instead of using it as a healing bomb and it is a healing bomb it is a correcting tool that can get you on the path and help you so so that you can walk in obedience the number one reason i want to hear the lord it's hard to obey if i can't hear and if you can't hear you can't obey and god did call all of us the scripture says that we're his sheep and we hear his voice john 10 27 you get to hear his voice it's one of the inheritance rights of being a son and daughter is hearing the word of god And maybe you're listening to me and you're beginning to hear the love of God come through you and realize that you're not alone. You feel like you're sitting right here in this podcast studio with me and you're being encouraged. But God wants to speak words to his children. I am a good dad. And scripture said, if you being good dad know how to give good gifts to your son and you walk in evil, how much more will I give good gifts through the Holy Spirit? God has given us a wonderful gift in the body of Christ that is called prophecy. It can bring encouragement. It can bring correction. I've heard many people say that prophecy is just encouragement. It's not just encouragement. There's correction in it because correction is part of love. Based on Hebrews, it says 
that correction for a season seems harsh, but in the end, it goes well with us. Correction is the love of God. God doesn't do it harsh or hard. God does it through love. Ephesians talks about being rooted and established in love. And when we're rooted and established in love, we can hear the word of God and we can give that love away. I love that red hot chili pepper song, give it away, give it away, give it away now. That's what I think of when I think about hearing the voice of God is I want to spread that love to other people, whether it's strangers or on a platform or at a live marriage conference or just sharing that with my children and grandchildren. But there's other scriptures that talk about this, and I want to bring in the correction scripture that's found in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Listen to this. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that a man and woman of God may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. So you are a son and daughter. God doesn't correct you based upon what your v- version is of how your mom and dad corrected you. My dad was could be a very harsh man. He could be a very loving man, but dad could also be a very physical man. God has never harshly corrected me. He does it in love. As a matter of fact, scripture said it's his love that draws us to change our mind. He shows off his nature and character that you just lay down and you surrender and you begin to obey what he's calling you to because it's the path that you were created for. Well, when I meet this man and I've got this problem, he begins to prophesy in my life things that he couldn't possibly know. Again, you can go listen to the episode of Leslie and I. It's in detail on that episode, and I don't want to waste time here. All he did is he began to speak to me, and here's the words he said to me. Mark, wisdom tested you today, and you did not go to the way of the world. Now, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come on you, and you're going to be able to preach to men and women like you spoke to trees. I was so embarrassed back then. I had a little favorite spot out in the woods that I would go to near a pond, and I would preach the Word of God. I would act like all these big Billy Graham and different people that I'd seen and John Wilkerson and David Wilkerson, all the people that I saw and I would preach and I would be free to do that as long as people weren't around. I always said that every tree in that grove got saved, but it's just a joke. I, I, I wanted to preach. And when that man told me that God said that after this, he's going to deliver me from this lust. And he did that night, August 10th, 1994, that left lust left me. I don't know if it was on me or in me. It was not affecting me anymore. So you have seen in my life where the prophetic word of God brought me salvation through the Holy Spirit. You saw through the Holy Spirit, through a prophetic gift where Nancy Harmon invited me into the call and destiny of my life, which I'm doing right now as I speak to you. And you heard where James Ryle gave me a word through a prophetic word of saying, son, you're not stuck here. Wisdom is opening up the door to you, and you're going to speak to men and women. At that time, James Robison came to me, and he said, you're going to travel with me and introduce me everywhere I go. I was horrible at it. I I can't believe he didn't fire me, but he stayed committed to me. And sometimes I'd weep, and we'd get on the plane together, and he'd say, hey, son, sometimes the best message ever preached where people can hear the frequency and love of God and hear his voice is through tears, and you preach a wonderful sermon through compassion and empathy. He encouraged me, and before long, 
I was preaching and standing on stages, and it didn't matter if it was a hundred or thousands. I've done both. The crowd doesn't matter. The cloud matters, and I'm no longer going to follow after crowds. I'm going to follow after the Holy Spirit of God. I want to encourage you today that God wanted you to hear today that prophetic words through the Holy Spirit are or a gift given to the body of Christ to help us, to encourage us, to bring correction, to shape our lives so that we can get attuned to the frequency of God. And I believe that we're living in a time that as a people adjust to the vibrations and frequencies of the Word of God and start obeying what God tells us to do. We know more Word than we're ever going to obey. Just start obeying one Word at a time. My famous statement that I say everywhere I go, small drops make big lakes. And as you stop, start one step at a time. You will be amazed at where you are six months from now, a year from now. So many of you need to hear this. When I started this process, the first thing I began to hear is I love you, I like you, and I forgive you. So that is a great place to start with God is getting in a quiet place and just letting your spirit. People talk about meditation all the time. Meditation is in the Bible. It's not a, an Eastern religion. Meditation is when you clear your mind and you begin to focus on God and you can simply ask him this, Father God, what's on your heart for me today? And sit there and wait and allow that love to speak to you. It will speak to you and tell you, I love you. Once you're connected with love, God will start adding more words to that. He'll open up the Word of God to you. He'll have you at the right place at the right time to hear a message from a man or a woman who will encourage you. That's God speaking to you. He's using the gift and the obedience of a man or woman that are speaking to you. You will begin to recognize truth when someone starts talking to you and you know that you have an addiction and you're at the right place at the wrong the right place at the right time with the wrong belief system and you hear some truth take that truth and apply it be obedient to it yeah, and ask God to help you God wants to speak all the time he can speak through a billboard going down the highway the other day I was coming home and I was like God am I living out what you called me to do and it and I looked up and I saw this sign that said go boldly And I just received it. I was like, God put that sign there for me, Mark. You're boldly going into the places that I've called you to go, saying the things that I've called you to say. And I want to encourage you today that you are totally capable of hearing God. If you don't know the Lord, it's a simple thing. I don't know what others preached or taught you. If you're listening to this and you go, what does that look like? It simply looks like this. You asking for forgiveness for the sins that you've committed Sin just means missing the mark. And if you've been living life without Jesus, you're missing the mark. You were built to be attached to Jesus. He's the one who created you. He's the one who's going to guide you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You just ask him, will you forgive me today? Will you come into my life? Will you begin to clean up the inside of my heart? Start on the inside and work on the outside. And remember, freedom is not a destination. It's a process. And it one of the things that will get in the way of this and it's probably the next podcast that I'll do is is how bad our expectations of ourselves get in the way because if you've got an expectation you're killing the intimacy on God take all the expectations off of you and start getting to know the nature and character of God and it starts at salvation if you know God and you want to grow in the word of God 
You want to grow in hearing his voice. Start in the word. Start with prayer. It doesn't have to be a 45-minute prayer. If you'll read the word for five minutes in the morning and, and pray, God, open my eyes so that I can see and hear you today. He will begin to move in such practical, tactical, and mysterious ways that will blow your mind. And what I try to do is I try to record those moments in time in a journal when he spoke to me so that I can piece together what he's saying to me holistically for my life. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Share this with a friend. Share this with someone who may be struggling so that they can be encouraged and help us to get the word out. If you have a story that's an unbridled life story, you can email us at info at elevatehim.com and we'll take that story and we'll pray about having you on. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much for listening to the Unbridled Live podcast. We know your time is valuable and we hope we bring real and relevant content that helps you live that unbridled life. If you want to help us spread the message, you can rate or review the podcast on whatever platform you like to listen to us and share it with a friend or two. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're doing, head on over to theunbridledlifepodcast.com and learn more.